Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast, episode 151, Soul-Led Marketing with Carla Pizzica. Carla is a brand and marketing strategist and mentor with over 20 years of experience in the online world. She's passionate about helping female soulpreneurs stand in their authentic expression, feminine power and abundance. With the right marketing guidance, design and strategy, her clients achieve alignment, clarity, consistency and a thriving online business led by their passion and purpose. Today's conversation, we dive into what it takes to create an aligned business with an aligned marketing message, a soul-led business being a personal growth journey, the holistic approach to business, gauging the energy of your audience before proceeding with the next marketing plan, how our thoughts, feelings, as well as our actions affect our business, the fear of niching and aligning authentically with your ideal clients, the self-work of being authentic, the dark shadows of growth, and the simplicity of marketing just being about knowing the who, what, and how you help your ideal clients. So let's dive into today's episode and let me introduce you to Carla. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Carla to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Christine. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I am really genuinely just excited about our conversation because we've been chatting a little bit about, ever since we did the Rise Above Summit, we've been chatting a little bit about soul-led businesses and the concepts that you take your clients through when it comes to their marketing and it comes to creating a brand online and showing up online. So I would love just to get started for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and your journey so far. Ah, okay. I'm a brand and marketing strategist and mentor. I've been in the online world for over 20 years. So uh, I started as a web designer and graphic designer back in the early 2000s. I kind of fell into it because I was in corporate um, as a legal secretary. And I started working at one of the first shopping malls and, you know, the online shopping malls. And um, I never really liked what I did. So I... I found great interest in sitting with all the web developers and the graphic designers. And um, the time that I sat there, I was actually working there. I learnt my craft. So um, from then on, I left. I left that job and um, started pretty much in the online world. So over the last, oh gosh, it's been twenty years now. It's taken, uh, you know, so many changes. I've I've gone and pivoted so many times. But since about 2016, I've worked solely solely with solopreneur women and helping them develop their business and um, helping them be seen online pretty much. So, yeah, and and moving from the web development side to the marketing side and the brand side because that is one of the most important things that we need to focus on because I know that a lot of women used to come to me and say, Carla, I need a logo. I need a website and then I'd do it for them. And then what? There was, there was no marketing. There was, yeah. And I, and I saw that and I, 
and they would ask me questions. And so I would be coaching them through, through things as a web designer. And so um, as of last year, I decided to pivot my business again and um, focus more on that marketing and brand side rather than just being that web designer and helping women actually market their business and make money from it rather than just having marketing materials. So I hope that makes sense. But yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, that's a beautiful story anyway, when you think about pivoting in business and business is an evolution. It's always going to consistently change. And I think people can get so caught up in thinking that they have to get it right the first time or they have to focus on one specific niche. But I love that you have shared that that's been an evolution for you. Do you find that happens with your clients as well? They're quite fearful of niching. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so much. I'll go, I'll, I'll ask. So, so who's your audience? What's your niche? Oh, I don't want a niche. <laughs> And what's funny is I'm laughing because I was like that as well. Yeah, me too. And I totally yeah. get it. <laughs> it's like a mirror and I'm like, okay, I know where you're at. And it's, I think, I think that's the thing is people want to keep their options open. I, I feel that, and I know that we've talked about this before, but when you're scared of niching, it's, it's almost like um, you're scared of limiting yourself But it's actually not that. You're actually exposing yourself to the right people rather than, uh, what was this saying that I, I used to, I heard? It was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks. That's what happens when you don't niche. When you do niche, you're actually speaking to your exact dream client. So yeah, I do find that people are scared of niching, but when I explain how to niche and, and what niching really is, people go, oh, okay, well, yeah, that feels better. Exactly. Because often, often you'll find that clients will be attracting the wrong clients and then they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not attracting the right clients. And it all comes down to their branding and their messaging, right? Like it's all because they're not niched enough. The thing is when you don't niche, you don't know what your message is. You, mm. you start getting overwhelmed and confused. Like, oh, what do I do in my logo? I really like these colors, but those colors. And, you know, like when you're talking about visual branding, then when you're talking about your messaging, it's like, oh, you need to talk to everybody. And then it leaves your whoever's looking at your stuff, at your marketing material, feeling confused. Mm. So, so true. Yeah. And when you do niche, you're really clear about your message and it's not overwhelming when it comes to doing your marketing collateral and branding and all that stuff. Mm. It's, it's um, so much easier. Yeah. So that's what I, I focus on straight away. Actually, Absolutely. So, yeah, it makes, it makes your decisions easier for sure, but then it also makes your client's decision easier, whether they want to work with you or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it makes the decision for you easier, whether you want to work with them. Yeah. It's like a two way street as well. So Love that. Just, I don't know about you, Christine, but a few years ago, like I would just take on everybody and, you know, I was, I was the people pleaser and even if it didn't feel good because I was just scared of saying no. Yeah. I find now that when I choose who I want to work with, I'm attracting the people who are perfect for me as well. So it's, it's, it's a two way street. It's so important, honestly, to create a sustainable business. You want to make sure that you're filling your time with the clients that you absolutely love working with that light you up, that are, that actually excite you. Otherwise you become resentful and then you'll actually hate your business within six months. Like it can happen quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm sure that's happened to a lot of people who, who are listening. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me. It happened to me um, before I was working with solopreneur women 
and I literally hated what I did. And so when I felt pregnant, I went, great, not going to be in this anymore. And then I joined the Soulpreneur program with Yvette Luciano and I realized it wasn't what I did that I didn't like. It was who I was working with. Mm. So that's when I really niched down. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, love it. Tell us, what does being a soul-led brand mean to you? Hmm, good question. It means being really truthful to yourself, first of all, about what you want, about what you want to bring to the world, about how you want to serve, because it actually comes from more of a service place rather than a getting. I'm, I'm doing inverted commas here. Oh, I just want to get into business to make money and, you know, to get money and to get fame or to get, you know, whatever. It's more of what can I do that is of service and how is and how aligned am I to that? Mm. Um, am I in integrity all the time with how I speak and how I show up? And it, it's actually more of... Being in a soul-led business is more of like a personal growth. I really believe it's huge personal growth because you have to check yourself all the time. Oh, yeah. The alignment. Because if you're not, then, you know, people feel that. Absolutely. We're not kind of, you know, Nike or, you know, those yeah. kind of businesses where you can just hide behind a brand. A soul-led business is is literally you. It's it's your heart. It's what you're bringing to the world. And so if you're not in full alignment, body, mind, soul, then, yeah, it's incongruent and people will feel it and it won't work. And you'll feel gross as well. I love that. It's so true. Like when it comes to the energy and the way that you share and what you're putting out and the posts that you're doing, like if it is absolutely completely incongruent, people feel that and you will not get the engagement. You will not get the reach. Like you will, it just doesn't work, does it? Yeah, it doesn't work. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody here that's listening has felt that at one point where they're, they're feeling a bit, yeah, just not in alignment with what they're doing, not quite in alignment and, you know, confused. And it just comes across and it'll come into your strategy as well. It's not just, you know, your energy will say one thing and then you're trying to do your strategy, but the strategy is not working because you're not in alignment. Mm. Um, so it's, it's really synergistic and that's how I work. I don't just work with the strategy. Yeah, strategy is great, but it's, you know, I work with the person first. It's, you know, I grew up in holistic health and my mum's a health, you know, practitioner, a kinesiologist, a homeopath. And I've always seen life as that. It's self first. Mm. It's the holistic approach. So um, in marketing and brand for me is no different. It's just a different vehicle. So... And that's why I feel like I was very called to connect with you because of that exact reason is that I work the same way, right? Like it's, I work holistically with the business owner in the business as one, because we are not disconnected. Like the way that you feel impacts your business, the way that you think impacts your business, the actions that you take impact your business. And you can't think that the way that you, that your fears, your beliefs, your values don't affect your business. Like it's all connected. Absolutely. And, you know, and people, and this is the thing coming back to niching as well. Like, Let's not look at niching as a, um, you know, a marketing or brand term. Let's, let's look at it as being authentic and, you know, authentic to your own truth. It's like who do you really want to speak to and who is aligned to your values mm. as well and who do you want to work with? Um, you want to be aligned to their values as well. So that's where the, this word authenticity comes in. 
it's, you know, if you want to be authentic, you need to niche as well. You need to be really in alignment with who you're serving, with what you're offering and, and how you're doing it. So yeah. it's definitely you can't help everyone. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about your authentic journey. How have you found that you've been able to work through becoming more and more authentic online? Well, there's a lot of self-work in that, actually. Um, I work a lot with um, feminine, you know, just really uh, getting deep into shadows. I'm a, I'm a shadow worker. I'm not scared of the dark. And I really believe that in the soulpreneur industry, there, there could be a lot of spiritual bypassing. I know that I'm gonna, not, maybe not going to be popular here, but no, spiritual bypassing and um, lightwashing. You know, oh, I'll be okay, and you know, just I, and I think actually there is a big growth in shadow work right now, and, and I love seeing this that people are actually stopping and really starting to not be scared about looking at their dark parts, at the messy parts, because if we don't look at that, then we can't grow, mm. and if you don't grow, then you're not an authentic business. You know, then there's the you know the whole cycle going from there. So my journey um, is that I've been in the spiritual world I suppose we want to call it since I was 20 I'm now 44 it's been a big journey you know and definitely at first it was you know when it, how did I start it was the Celestine prophecy do you remember that book oh yeah I love that yeah, book. yeah. <laughs> and I read that book and I was like oh my god and it just opened everything up to me I was 20 at that point and prior to that I was severely depressed and so that was my my introduction to you know, the light, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, I used to go to meditations and all this kind of stuff. And then um, I started uh, gigging because I'm a performer as well, a singer, and I fell back into the dark again for a good five years. And then after that, obviously, when you're kind of in the dark and, and you know, things break you, then you kind of need to grow again. And so I found yoga. Yeah, and that really saved me, you know, breath work, uh, movement, yoga, meditation all of that kind of stuff and then and then moving and then I've always been interested in astrology as well so from, with all of that with all of that past stuff now I've really uh, moved into kind of the embodiment work into what how my body feels and um, what it's telling me because my body talks to me so loudly and when something's not in alignment, my body will tell me. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people here. And I use the moon cycles and my own personal cycles um, to gauge my energy, um, not just with my business, but with my life. And so it's all kind of, everything's just interconnected astrology. And also I've been working with an amazing coach uh, who has helped me a lot with my mindset and, you know, rewiring all the neural pathways and things like that, you know, from childhood stuff. So there is so much work that goes into an authentic business. That, um, yeah, it's not just strategy. Strategy is, oh, gosh, you could just work on... Um, they go hand in hand, right? Like the mindset Absolutely. and the embodiment work all goes hand in hand with our business strategy because we can have a great business strategy, but if we don't believe in it, if we don't value our work, if we... Uh, you know, getting caught up with all the fears and beliefs from our childhood and all the experiences we've ever, ever been through and we don't think we're worthy of that success, then we can absolutely hold ourselves back for sure. Oh, yeah. I see it all the time. And, it, you know, I've experienced myself. It's, you know, and you don't know that you're doing it sometimes as well. It's like, 
and, and you come up with really good excuses for it um, that you completely believe mm. um, and they don't feel like self-sabotage, but um, they absolutely are. I know so one of did you find when you were then starting to show up online and share your business, did you find you struggled with sharing the, the woo-woo side of things or did you, you, did you lean into the woo-woo first and then bring in the business or? Woo-woo is my, <laughs> I'm, I live in a woo-woo place. I live in, I, I have a woo-woo family. Um, it's never been an issue for me, actually. Never been an issue. So um, I can talk about it without, even thinking and and I can kind of make a joke about it too with people who kind of look at me and go oh my gosh you're so woo I'm like yeah I am but you know cool that's all right and that's completely in alignment with who you are and you're fine with it yeah I'm absolutely fine with it I know um that working that being in the soulpreneur course um a lot of people were coming out of the spiritual closet yeah and it was really really hard because you know, they felt these things, but their family didn't align with it, their husband or their, their community, uh, you know, church, you know, those kind of things. And so I really, really feel for that, but I don't have that myself. Um, and I feel really grateful for that, actually, that I can really be who I am. Beautiful. And so I love that you've been a singer for so many years. I'd love yeah. to know, what did you, what have you learned about yourself as a singer that you've been able to bring into the online space? Oh, so much. The performance side, you know, um, I think that's another thing when people are really scared to be seen. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, being a singer for, on stage for 13 years um, and getting in, in some really uncomfortable situations, you're looking at it like online I find so easy because you don't have those beady eyes just looking at you <laughs> and those quiet, you know, those quiet little kind of um, bars or something like that, you know, I'll, I'll paint a picture, you know, you walk in, it's all very quiet and then you plug in and you start singing and then everyone just stares at you. If you can deal with that, then you can deal with yeah. that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it has taught me so much about confidence, about getting out there even if you're scared, um, even if you're nervous, really working with people's energies as well. So uh, learning how to gauge the audience, audience's reaction and adjust accordingly. I know this is nothing to do with marketing or branding, but, you know, when we do our set list, we, would, we wouldn't actually stick to, we would have a, a song list, but we wouldn't actually have a set list because we just never knew how the audience would be at that point. And so, you know, start with a few songs, gauge. And so it's really about gauging energy. And so I still feel that when I'm doing an online live, I still gauge energy. I can still feel it over the, over the airwaves, which is really, really strange. Um, but I still feel the same. And I learned, I learned how to, yeah, I just learned how to gauge energy and how to manage energy as well of masses of people and how to kind of almost turn them to my favour. <laughs> I've always been, I'm a Libran, uh, kind of, you know, it's very important to me to, to be able to make everything harmonious and balanced. So um, I learned that over the 13 years of gigging. So yeah, really interesting stuff. And plus also not being scared of being seen and performing. Yeah. And then it's, it's all about connecting with people, really connect into them. So performance. So it's, it's been awesome to have that.
Mm, mm, so amazing. So for those people that are that really resonate, like I really resonate with that and being able to to notice the energy and absolutely connect with that. But for those mm. who are feel like they're actually showing up with a mask and they're on online and they're trying to do videos or they're trying to to post and be this sort of persona, how would you help them guide them into their own authenticity? I always imagine I'm just talking to my friends about what I do, how I do it. And imagine it's, it's really hard because usually you're looking at yourself as you're talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, on videos. So I tend to try and block that out because sometimes, you know, we're all women. It's like we've kind of grown up with like, oh, gosh, look at my skin or look at my nose or, you know, that kind of thing. You tend to hone in on those kind of things and then it kind of it throws you off your message as well. So if you can just imagine having a group of your closest friends with you that that know you that have seen your authentic self and talk to them and just try and just block out the image of you try and block out the fact that you know that video is going to go onto facebook or instagram and just talk about what you do to them and uh that way you can get more and more um used to just doing those videos and you know at first yeah you might feel to feel a bit stilted but it's practice you know at the beginning it might be stilted but then the more and more you do it the more you will feel comfortable with doing it so i think that if you can just imagine those people and you know the closest and dearest in front of you that you'll make it easier yeah, yeah. absolutely how, how do you do it christine I think that's a really great tip. And I think that's, you know, it's so interesting that you're saying that with, you know, you see yourself on, on your, on the camera. Yeah. When I first started with video, I actually used to record the video prior to posting it and just do it on my phone, but actually turn the phone around so I couldn't see myself. So I'd put it on a tripod and just speak to the camera rather than actually seeing my face. <laughs> yes. That's a really good, that's a good idea. Yeah. Actually. And now I really just focus on who it is that I want to talk to, right? So I really hone in with what are they feeling? What are they struggling with? How are they, you know, what's problems are they experiencing at the moment and how I can help them? And I focus on service. And, and if I can help one person that's listening or one person that's watching the video, then, then my job is done. Yeah. And I feel that that's where it has to be because, again, coming back to why you're doing your business, as a solopreneur that you're in service, you really need to remove yourself. It's almost like get yourself out of the way because it's not about you, literally. You know, when you're on video, it's not like, hey, look at me, I'm doing this and doing that. It's like, this is what I can bring to you. So if you can just move the ego out and just arrive from a, a place of service rather than, oh, people are looking at me, people, you know, and being really self-conscious, and coming from that place of service, then also it will be so much easier, mm. so much easier. And, you know, do a meditation, you know, do a little ritual before you go into a video, um, you know, light some incense or put some oils on or just say a little prayer or something like that. And, you know, I like to always start my day with um, show me, you know, it's like I don't, I don't speak to God. I'm just putting that in inverted commas, but I do believe in the higher, in, well, in the larger love energy and i just say what would you have me do today who do i need to serve show me the opportunities and it just removes me from you know that that ego yeah love it from and i really i really wish that more people would really focus on that element and focus on the service as well because i think that we can get so caught up in the metrics that it's not about how many followers it's about the people that you're actually helping 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And look, nowadays with the algorithm, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Back in, you know, a few years ago, yeah, maybe, you know, like the more followers you had, the more people saw your stuff. But now the algorithm is, is of such that even if you have tons of followers, it, it doesn't actually guarantee you that people are going to see you. And plus also you could have a thousand followers that are apps that absolutely love you as opposed to 10,000 followers that, you know, you've bought or kind of gone through bots or whatever like that. And you will make more money out of it. You know, like you will literally have a better business yeah. out of that 1,000 followers because they will love what you do. They will be connected to you. Absolutely. I was, and I was sharing this with actually someone I was talking to the other day and she was so paranoid about people following her and then unfollowing her. And she was like, oh, what am I doing? What am I not doing that people are unfollowing me? I'm like, who cares? They unfollow you. They're just not your people, right? Just focus on the people that are actually following you and focus yeah. on serving from a place of, you know, with the content that you're sharing that you're actually speaking to your ideal client. Otherwise, if it's too general, it's going to, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, the people who are following and unfollowing are usually bots for yeah. you and then expect you to follow them. That they're not they're not gonna be your client. Mm. That's just vanity. That's just vanity metrics. So yeah, we just have to focus on our message, on our service and just know that whoever is meant to see that message will see it you really need to spread your strategy out over different entry points so yeah so that your message is actually being seen as well so so let's talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy in business because i know that's something that you love to talk about in regards to creating that balance so what are some of the things that you see when you you feel that you actually see that okay they need to actually tap more into their feminine energy what's going on in their business that you think they're too far into the masculine Overwhelm, burnout, hustle, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the keeping on going regardless. The, it's, yeah, it, it's one of those things where um, I've had personal experience in this and this is the reason why I do this work is because, as I said before, I'm very much into astrology and I know that my whole chart, I'm, I'm a masculine energy, you know, that I think every, nearly every sign I have a masculine energy and I've tended to work like that, work really hard. That was one of my belief systems and must work hard for money. I got that from my father who was an immigrant and yeah, just, and it's just very masculine. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And I would burn out literally every three months. Um, and also then get overwhelmed. Yeah, it was, it was just a, a vicious cycle. And so usually what happens then is a lot of women then have sacral chakra issues um, as well, maybe some root chakra issues if it, it's all imbalanced. And so feel in, just feel into your body, women, girls, just feel into your body and see where it's actually manifesting for you because a lot of women have, gynecological issues at the moment and I really do believe it's because it's it's because we're too far into the masculine too far into the masculine um and not to say the masculine is bad it has its place but it needs to be in balance with the feminine as well and that's why I really love working with my my moon cycles my moon cycles and the moon cycles because it's a really beautiful guide to know when to start know when to be in momentum and know when to rest and nurture Mm. And um, so in my marketing calendar, I go by the moon cycles and go by my own cycles. I'm like, okay, this is when I know I'm probably going to have really good energy 
to go and do this, this, and this, and this. And this is when I'm not going to book anything in because I'm on my moon or, you know, that, that moon, the moon cycle is more in the waning. And I tend, I personally tend to feel more inner at that point. So I'm not going to go, you know, do videos or book a podcast or, you know, something like that. I want to do that in my momentum phase. So um, that's how I love to bring in the balance and also coming back into your body as well. Because if you're more in your masculine, you're probably not in the feeling. So I know that you probably have experienced this a lot with clients too, Christine, that, you know, it's too far in the head. Yeah. And not enough into the body. So um, when we start tuning into our body and start honouring our body and start honouring the space that we're in and honouring our feelings, honouring the darkness, because being in feminine is not just about, oh, you know, we're all lovely and nurturing and everything. There's a darkness there as well. Um, once we start honouring that and start working in harmony to that, then, then we can start to live more in a masculine feminine balance. And I found that I haven't burnt out in the last... Oh, one and a half years now since yeah. working like that. Yeah. Yeah. I found it really fascinating too, because I'm the same, like I look at my cycle and look at, okay, so where am I going to be the most productive? Where am I going to have the energy to be able to speak, be really clear and be really succinct. And I make sure that I use that time to create majority of my content. Yes. And, and then there'll be times where I'm like, okay, I understand now. And even it's just sometimes even just having the awareness around it that, hey, you're not on the ball or you're not as high energy for this reason. It's not because you are not a good business person. It's not because you, you know, aren't doing the things you're supposed to be doing. It's actually because of your hormones, right? And because of the way that our body is. So being able to be mindful of that also then helps you to remove the constant, you know, or any inner ridicule that's happening with our inner critic, right? So it's like giving yourself the permission to be like, it's okay to be slow this week. It's okay to just take it at your own pace this week. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be on all the time. No. And you know what? A lot of that comes from a very dominant patriarchal society mm. that dictates that we need to be on, you know, um, it, you know, the masculine is a 24 hour cycle women are around 28 day cycle. And so when we're working at a five day work week and a two day weekend for women, it doesn't usually work. And when we don't um, fit in to that paradigm, then we start putting ourselves down. Mm. It's like, (laughs) that's, that's where everything needs to be turned around and saying, Hey, no, this is how, how we work with our cycles, our 28 day, 27, whatever your cycles are, this is how we work and this is how I will honour myself by by moving more to this. And so that does eliminate the whole, oh, I'm a failure. I'm, you know, all the negative self-talk that comes with that going, oh, I can't live up to these expectations of a linear time, you know, the 24-hour clock. So, um, so, yeah, it's made a huge difference. And I do work with a lot of women like this right from the beginning. So um, I often ask them when their, their moon is, you know, their star signs, because I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm full of fire. I've got a lot of fire and air in my chart. And whenever there is a fire sign in the moon or, you know, that's, that's actually in the sun or something like that, I tend to be really productive and really out there. When there's an air sign, I cannot think properly. I just can't. 
I need to do something physical. Um, I can't do anything cerebral because there's too much air. It's too much static in my head. So I'm just inviting anybody who's listening to really dive into how they feel at any part of their cycle. And if you're into astrology, just have a look at what your chart is and how you interact with what's actually going on at the moment in the transits. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. How cool. So noticing now with what's happening with everything with coronavirus at the moment, Mm. like noticing, like, I feel like this is almost like an impact of this realization of, Hey, we've been running on the magical and for so long that we need to be able to find that balance. And it's been so, I've been really enjoying the conversations I've been having with people in regards to the new norm of what's going to happen after all of this. And having some great conversations with some women in particular, actually, that are like now realizing that, hey, the way I was working wasn't working. And Mm -hmm. now I'm giving myself the permission to, hey, work from home for a couple of days and then be in the office for a few or to be able to shift things up a bit, to be able to take care of yourself a little better. (laughs) (laughs) It's, oh gosh, hasn't it been a stick of dynamite this, hey? Yeah. Look, my life hasn't changed too much except having the kids home for nine weeks. Even that for me personally has brought me even more back into my feminine, probably a little bit too much at the moment. I'm still, I have to find my balance back again, you know, with work, but it's a really beautiful invitation to do it our way, to do this our way, you know, to, to use these times to go, Hey, you know, this is what I really want to do. And this is how I really want to work and find ways of doing that rather than doing the normal, because at the moment, things aren't normal. And we're all going to have that choice, right? At some point to be able to decide what's important to us and what do we want to bring into this new world and how do we want to continue to work and live and be. And it's so important that we really take the time to actually think about what that is for us. You know, our world is changing at a rapid rate. And I think as solopreneurs that we need to keep going not just you know light wash and go oh everything's okay and just ignore what's going on but also integrate freedom as part of our business because I mean really isn't it absolutely and that also means showing up you know take this opportunity to share and where whatever it is or whatever's going on for you like you can share the emotional side you can share the dark side but just make sure that you're adding to the conversation not completely disregarding yourself from the conversation absolutely and that's the thing you don't always have to share the light but also not to be not to be swallowed up by the darkness as well focus on 80 percent of the solution and 20 percent the problem more in and be that lighthouse rather than being part of the fear and part of the problem you know, share what needs to be shared, share your values as well, you know, share all the good times. That's, that's it being authentic really, isn't it? Yeah. Showing everything that you are. When you think about solopreneurs showing up fully in their power and owning their worth, is there anything you would like to see them do that they're not doing at the moment? In their business and in their gifts and in their talents, they feel Uh, very empowered they know what they're doing they know that they can heal people but when it comes to business they shy away from the money you know wanting to earn money they want to earn money but they feel maybe guilty or there's some kind of thing of like creatives and healers can't earn money or shouldn't earn money Mm -hmm. Um, there's definitely a, a big kind of money belief system there's also about marketing themselves 
and being yeah, seen. Self-promotion, for sure. Self-promotion. And so when they kind of go, oh, I want to start this business, and then they jump into this world and then they're met with all of these options <laughs> and then it's like, oh, and then they get really business-like. You know, it's almost like masculine in it. But then it doesn't align to them at all. It doesn't feel right and it feels icky and so it becomes inconsistent. And so there's this, this like, you know, they'll try something and then it's like, disappear and then try something and I think that if you're just consistent with yourself and you put yourself out there authentically rather than trying to be like a, a marketer or brand it's like yes you've got these little strategies but it's if you just put yourself out there as you and what you're doing and and speaking to that person that you want to help then it really shouldn't be that complicated it's really yeah, not it can be easy to get caught up in all the all the constant barrage of marketing language and brand language and all of that stuff and then we think that we don't know enough or we're not doing enough and then we're not doing the right strategy like there's this is constant because i think we get targeted so much online with it right yeah i know and look you know it's like you watch one webinar you watch another webinar you download one freebie it's like oh i don't know what to do and then it's just like too much and there's the um the adrenals kind of kick in and there's either the fight flight or freeze kind of and usually people freeze like i don't want to, i don't know what to do and so they don't do anything whereas it's actually quite simple know your who know your why know your your what your offerings and just when you know that, you'll know what platform your audience is on. You'll know how they actually like to be spoken to. So then working, your marketing strategy actually comes from that core foundation. It's actually really, really easy. And if you kind of sit there and, and figure out who those people are, what it is that you, that you do and why you do it, then everything actually becomes so much clearer, so much clearer. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think start right at the beginning, not to be scared of really sitting down and doing your plan. What part of what you do do you love the most? Oh, I love, I love, I love talking with people. I love seeing people make connections to, you know, seeing that light bulb, you know, when you, when you're talking to people and you make a suggestion or you tell them something and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes. And then you see it all happening. They can, you know, they see everything clearly and it's actually, that's just like, oh, it's so cool. I love that. And I also love the design part as well. I'll never give up the design part because I'm a creative and I love, you know, the business visions come into visual branding. So yeah, two parts there. I really love that. Mm. I really love that. And then seeing, and then seeing them fly, you know, just like, here you go, now go off and, and do what you do. It love it. Really makes love it. So tell us how people can work with you, how they can find you. Okay, so um, I am on Instagram under Carla Pitsica. So just uh, under Facebook, so just type in Carla Pitsica. My website is carlapitsica.com. So it's all, my, all really, really easy. Hello at Carla Pitsica is my email. What I do, I have a few offerings. Thrive Online is my entry-level course, and it will take you through all of these things that I've actually been speaking to Christine about. So your who, your why, 
your what, your brand mission, your values, and going right through to your visual branding and your website as well. So um, taking you on a little journey there, but that's um, a DIY course with a Facebook group for some support. And then you can work with, um, work with me one-on-one as well. So I have a few packages there. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes, but I really want to thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.